See, madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mad Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are Mr. Sexy Punakana, the now forever CK Joe Robbermill. Sex is life. <laughs> Preptagon Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, Josh Prepiguina. I can't top that. <laughs> Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Welcome to the show. Before we get started, I just want to mention we will be at the Icons of Wrestling and House of Hardcore this weekend in Philadelphia. So look for us there. We will have a table. Um, listen to Throwback Madness, which will be out Monday. Listen to Falls Count Anywhere, The Perfect Edge, and Unsanctioned with Elite Collector Jay Vargas. Alo? I'm just warning the fans right now, this might be the last throwback you ever listened to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you want to know why, stick around. To the, you can fast forward right to the last two minutes to find out why. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can talk about it anymore. Uh, Let them live in suspense. Maybe. So as, lo- as long as we're still alive for right now, please subscribe to the show if you like to listen. Please... Give us your five-star reviews and ratings. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, starting off with Monday Night Raw. Universal Championship picture, which I will say it's nice that it is a part of the show again. Yeah, very nice. Uh, show opened, I believe, with a Miz TV segment where he was calling out Kurt Angle's son, Jason Jordan. Unfortunately for him, Kurt Angle himself came out, brought out a surprise guest, Brock Lesnar. I enjoyed this segment. Um, I thought it was a good use of Brock. Obviously, seeing Heyman and Miz kind of go toe-to-toe a little bit yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed it. Joey, how, how did you feel about it? Yeah, I really enjoyed segment? it. Like you, like you mentioned, it's good to see the title on TV again, and we're keeping that going towards SummerSlam. Um, it was kind of surprising. I mean, I knew Lesnar was going to be on this show, but I didn't know it was going to come out in this form. And you have, again, like you said, Heyman coming out, going toe-to-toe with Miz, is probably one of the better mic workers we have right now. Mm-hmm. So that, that kept me uh, really involved in the segment. Um, it's good. Yeah, prep. <clears throat> yeah, um, to see Brock in something other than a black shirt was pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> but uh, I might be the only one, I don't know, you guys can answer, but I'm kind of tired of seeing Angle. I hate when he comes out and, like, he, like, lifts his hands to the <laughs> You Suck chance. Like, it was cool at the Hall of Fame. Like, we said it when we were first watching, like, mm-hmm. when we first sat down. Oh, I wonder if everybody's going to chant You Suck mm-hmm. still. And when they did, we all popped for it. But now I'm kind of like, all right, Angle, I get it. Like, I'm tired of him already. Yeah, I can see that. Alo. Oh, I love the Miz and Heyman together. I just love, that was a, more, I think maybe the, it's not the first time. It's the first time in a long time that we saw those two interact together. I loved him saying, cutting off him and saying, well, my hand goes up yeah. and <laughs> uh, this, uh, this is perfect. Basically mm-hmm. running Brock Lesnar off and saying, if you're gone, nobody will miss you. Which I, I'm proud too because I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. I don't want, I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm completely over Brock Lesnar. Take your ball and go home. Yeah. Yeah, and I did, I did like how when Heyman rebuttaled saying, you you were role play with your wife in the hall, <laughs> and it should destroy the Miz and the Miz Taraj and getting yeah. the roles of Brock of um, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Samoa Joe. How great was great. it though when he told Miz he was Roman Reigns and he did the yes, <laughs> so good. And I think he even did the because there's that gif out there of Roman like polishing it off, <laughs> and he even I think he even did that. Um, yeah, really fun segment. Brock actually got a pretty good pop. Well, he's Canadian now, so <laughs> maybe that's why. He, he definitely the home, got a good The pop. hometown Brock Lesnar. Definitely got a good pot when he came out. Yeah, uh, bigger one than I feel like he's gotten in a while. Um, did anybody else think Bo took a really bad bump on that F5? I didn't pay it any I much. felt like he landed on his head. Everything Brock Lesnar does look like it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Looks very raw, yeah. It does, uh, but this was a good segment, good opener, good work by all involved. Um... Leading up to the much-hyped last-man-standing match between Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman, 
Braun had a promo which I thought was I feel like they've done a good job at like finding a voice for him mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. he talks. It's not overcomplicated. It's not. He's not obviously the best on the mic, but when he talks, you believe what he says. Yeah, it's not like he's reading a Juno script or anything like that. We'll get to scripts in a, in a little bit. <laughs> huh? We'll get to somebody reading scripts yeah. in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, Roman also had a promo where basically anytime he brings up retiring The Undertaker, I enjoy it because it just always gets a reaction from the crowd. And then when he followed it with, I'm going to do the same thing to Brock, I like that too. I don't think Roman is going to win the title, but thought they built towards the last man standing match that was the main event. Um, I really enjoyed the match. What did you guys think? I loved it. Like, anytime they get in the ring together, it's really good. I think Roman makes Braun look like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Big match, Roman. But he, <laughs> but he can't wrestle. Yeah, he can't wrestle. <laughs> and then the finish, I love that too. Like, I hope to God that Joe wins the title at SummerSlam. <laughs> because when he grabbed him, I was like, oh! <laughs> it's Samoa Joe! <laughs> I do want to say something about the finish, though. Why did the ref stop the Yes! That, that, that was my point. They were both on the ground. Roman gets up at, like, I don't know, 7 or 8-ish. And then Samoa Joe starts to choke. Braun was down the whole time. Like, Braun was down for more than 10 seconds. Then they restart the count when Roman goes down. And then Braun pops up at the last second. It's like, why did they... There's no reason to stop the count. Yeah. Like, a last man standing match isn't... If you're both down, you count, and then when one guy stands up, the count stops. If you beat, if the one guy beats the ten count, it's over. And Roman beat it. I don't know. It didn't. That didn't make any sense to me. I don't know. It didn't make how, sense. I don't know how you let that slip through. How much were you yelling at your TV at this point? I wasn't yelling. I think I was. Does everybody remember the uh, Vince like doing the ear <laughs> scratch? I think it's when Flair yeah. maybe announced himself as the uh, the guy who bought the the shares or whatever. Yeah. I think that's what I was doing. Was like what. Just happened. Like, that Roman not, just not, won the match. Yeah, it was odd. Yeah, right? what, that was odd. But the match itself was awesome. Um, the chair spot. Ooh. Yeah, that was good. What was the spot? Plus, Plus the you, ringside you chair. Something that they did in New Japan. Oh yeah. So I I don't remember what match, but recently there was a match where a guy just took a chair from the crowd and just. Through it, just like Braun did. So that was the New Japan spot. Yeah, I'm I'm almost sure they saw that and was like, wow, that looks awesome. Let's do it with this bigger chair. Yeah, let's do it with a monster like Braun Strowman yeah. with a bigger chair. Yeah, that was a good spot. And, like, um, the fan cam of it, like, it looked really rough. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, great. And Braun is legitimately an attraction now. Yeah. Like, I look forward to seeing what they're going to do with him on a week-to-week basis. And there's not a whole lot. And I'm like, I can't wait to see what they do with this person next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've done, they've done well with him. I mean, I wasn't a huge advocate of him in the beginning stages, but now it's it's kind of entertaining to watch. Yeah. But see, I love the match. I thought it was real. Because, like, they, they keep going back to Braun and Roman. We've seen it so many times now, but this was actually pretty refreshing. So when you first when you present it, it's like, oh, it's like, when you first hear it, it's like, oh, I don't care. But then when it happens, it's like, okay, I'm into this. Like Prep said, I thought the joke thing was great because I just love how he just snuck up and nobody's seen him. And yeah. he's actually in the crowd. Mm-hmm. He didn't come from the ramp or anything or, or from the crowd from the opposite side. He came right on the side where Roman was. So I thought it was, I thought it was a really nice Coquina touch. Coquina out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but like you said, I'm like, why did the ref stop counting? Roman was standing up the whole time. Why is the ref stop counting? That doesn't make any sense. No. Did not make any sense. And then... I'm not sure what, what, when they're going to announce it, but you have to assume you're going to get Roman and, and Joe next week when I really want to see Joe and, and um, Braun because we haven't seen that before. Yeah. So, But you have to assume we're going to get Roman and Joe after Joe costs Roman the match on Raw Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to John Canton, uh, owner and proprietor of TJRWrestling.net. Was at the show, actually got on TV briefly. As they made their way out, as they made their way out into the crowd, uh, I don't know how many people noticed him. I'm assuming none of you guys really even know what he looks like, <laughs> but he did make it on TV wearing his TJR T-shirt. Um, so that was awesome for him. Uh, Intercontinental Championship. There's really nothing going on with that, which is kind of odd. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. So I guess there's really not too much to talk about since we already discussed the Miz. Uh, women's championship. Oh, well, I think J- I think the whole Jason Jordan thing, because they were saying that it, he was supposed to face Axel, mm-hmm. but he was too hurt from from um, dealing with Brock. And uh, that whole Jason Jordan match, I guess, was to build him up or whatever. Yeah, I guess so, because that is part of the Miz Tourage. Um yeah, they did get taken out by Brock Lesnar, so that match didn't get to happen. Oh, and Jason Jordan got destroyed by the crowd. So, which I well, waited for. I waited for Ronnie versus the World. He kind of did to himself. I mean, he yeah, know that's nervous. that's definitely not Ronnie versus the World, only because I knew it was bound to happen the way they were doing it, and you, you just can't have him coming out there smiling, and it's just not. You know, who it kind of is starting to remind me of like Rocky Maivia. <laughs> Like, he gets trotted out there as, like, the, I'm, I'm a good guy. And people don't like that. And that's kind of what they're doing to Jason Jordan. Now, unfortunately for Jason Jordan, he does not have in the tank what, obviously, Dwayne Johnson did <clears throat> to ultimately make up for it. I'm hoping that they don't ruin this whole thing for that guy because I feel like he deserves better than that. Um, Should promise, but it's fizzled really quick. Yeah, they put him in there against a guy from Canada. So, obviously, he's even more likely to get booed. His name is Jean-Pierre Goulet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't they say, let's go jobber or something like yeah. that? Yeah, let's, yeah, go, let's jobber. go jobber. That's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so not good for Jason Jordan at the moment. Do you know how they resurrect him? How? No, I'm asking you. No. Like, like, do you no, have the slightest clue? Like, how, Because... Is he just dead in the water now? Because I would say dead in the water, but they have to reevaluate where they're going with him. The way they're approaching it right now, they're just killing him. They're burying him. They're not you doing think him it stays favors. like this though? Like he's just like the happy-go-lucky, like oh that's my dad. Like yeah, you think it stays like that? You can't. Have, like have they given you any reason to believe that it won't keep being like that? They have not strayed from it even a little bit yet. We also have no sign of the authority. I would do something around SummerSlam where you, where you have him turn on Angle. That's what I want to see. I want to see him that versus would, Angle. That, that's what I would probably do to revive him at this point. Yeah, I, I really don't know what you could do. Actually, no, I do know what they could do. They could take a page out of Alo's book and have him throw around the old pigskin with her. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and, like uh, vignettes of them just doing dad things? It, I promise you, if they did that, people would go nuts for it. <laughs> I mean, even some of these fashion police segments they do... Like, some of them are excellent. Some of them are just like, eh, okay. But people love them every week anyway. So if they did this with these guys, and not to mention, you know Kurt Angle would sell the hell out of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he would be so ridiculous that you could not help but love the segment. I don't know how Josh feels that's... about that, though, because he's over Angle. <laughs> he is. But I'm I guarantee Angle. you, if they threw Angle in a vignette with Kurt, or with Jordan... Acting like the dad that's trying to bond with his son as if he's eight years old. They threw angle in an angle. Yeah, I, I think that Jordan. would that would do the trick. I think anything that gets people laughing, if you do a good comedy segment, people will gravitate to it. So I think that's the only thing they can do. Turn them heel, embrace the hate. That would work too, but they don't have much of a track record of doing that <laughs> either. Um, well, only, with, with him, I when think... When they do it, it works, though. They did it with Eva Marie. Everybody hated her. And then they did the thing where she was basically trolling everyone, and people fell in love with it. Yeah, and then the thing is, when... Poor Eva. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to miss her. Oh, God. Hey, I digress. But um, <laughs> the thing with... It's like embracing the hate. It's like... You turn on Angle, you're going to easily be hated. And Jason Jordan, when you turn him heel, and he has more of a point. Because when you're babyface, you have nothing to sink your teeth into it's like okay that's my dad when you're here it's like you weren't here and you, you know so it's like you can get these guys to like because you know basically in the world of wrestling the world of wrestling we're in now you turn here you'll get cheered mm-hmm. your face won't get booed you turn here you'll get cheered yeah that would be that'd be another way to go I just don't foresee them yeah doing. and second this crowd was horrible I'm shocked that's not Ron versus the world honestly I did not even notice it I I was so, like, disengaged from it this week that there's probably a lot of stuff that I might have gone off about on a normal week that I just just didn't register to me, um, which was actually kind of nice in a way. Um, bad in what sense, Alo? You would hate it. 
<laughs> should, my, I, should I go back and watch it? Yeah, I'll put so it this I can way. talk about it next I'll week? put it this way. My brother texted me and said this is worse than Brooklyn. Wow. <laughs> Was it that bad? Yes. Really? Get to the women's division. <laughs> All right. Women's, well, this is something. The women's division. Actually, maybe one of the reasons this isn't Ronnie versus the world is because a lot of things happened that kind of tie into what I said last week. Um, Bailey comes out to announce her injury. She has to drop Stunned. out of SummerSlam match. And got booed. And Bailey gets booed. Exactly. If that's not a wake up call to you that, hey, we're not doing a good job here presenting these people, I don't know what does. But when does Bailey get booed? That's, that's what I mean. Like the, the fact that that character gets booed should tell them everything they need to know about we, whoever's writing this, we're not doing our jobs. Whoever's approving what goes out on TV, like we're doing a lousy job. Because that's a character that should never, ever get booed. Can I just give you, like, can I give the listeners, like, a little sneak peek into the unsanctioned that's going to post? Of course. Me and Elite Collector, or Jay Vargas, we, we spoke about how to turn Bailey heel, and exactly what we spoke about happened, <laughs> and you're going to hear our natural reaction to yeah. it. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Well, I'm looking forward to that at least. Yeah, because if Bailey ever turned heel, it'll be similar to how AJ turned heel. Yeah, that's that, that's how I see it. Because AJ was the happy-go-lucky girl, mm-hmm. and she turned heel because they kept saying she was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, that to me was weird. And I was like, it actually took a second. We were like, wait a minute, like they're really. I was like, what happened? I'm like, yeah. no, they're just no, her. no, for no reason. I mean, it was kind of an emotional moment for Bailey from her standpoint. They just they booed. Yeah. Well, we end up with two triple threat matches. Each of the winners advances to next week to then battle it out for a spot in the women's championship match at SummerSlam. We get uh, Sasha, Emma, and Alicia Fox in the first one, which Sasha won. It's a good match, Who was so over, though. Yeah, but my feeling on this was... I kind of wanted Emma to win. I did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Emma, Emma was, really was the good. most over performer in the match. She really gave her all out there. It was it was awesome to watch her kind of put on that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my thing was WWE. I, I really hate you. Um, Why did you make these soap matches so predictable? And that's and that's my thing. Like you throw night like Sasha Emma Fox. You know Sasha will probably win, but you could have made it a little bit more. Make make us kind of mess 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 with our heads a bit. If you threw Emma in the Nia Jax match, because Emma could easily just beat Dana Brooke, and we can get Sasha versus Emma because Emma's been saying, "I want my chance," and you don't even have to get Nia Jax pin. It's like you, it's like and you play your cards the same way. How many times do we see Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax for the number one contendership? How many times we just saw that with the Gauntlet match before Great Balls of Fire. Mm-hmm. And we've seen them face each other a million times already this year. It's like, why couldn't you just had Emma went Emma in the Nia Jax triple threat and had her beat Dana Brooke? And who's Mickey James anymore? Don't know. Is she still there? Oh God. Uh, yeah. So my feeling is, I wanted Emma to actually win the title shot. I did too. Because but, but she's she's a heel, so I knew that's like that wasn't going to happen. If you're if you were going to put Sasha in that match, you should have just had her win last week. If you're going to put Nia in that spot. Like to me, don't push something along you weren't gonna do anyway. If you're if you kinda get screwed in what your plan was, change course altogether. And cause to me, I don't think Bailey was gonna win the title anyway. She was. You think so? She I was. don't I don't I don't even know anymore she because was. so much is happening with that division that I'm, Bless you. Bless you. I'm just not into. I'm j- I'm kinda checked out of it a little bit. But if you put Emmett in there, it's something totally different. That people will get excited for. People want to watch Emma. Yeah, and then you had Emma t- tap. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I agree with him with the predict- predictability standpoint. You have this match again. Um, I-, I liked the two separate three-way matches that you had. Kind of, kind of gave me interest in, in in the women's division again out there on Raw. But I mean, Emma, Emma was the one thing I came around with that was a big, big star for me on this. Yeah, one thing I also wanted to point out when Sasha won the first match. Graves asked her something like, "What did like? How does this feel? Like, how do you feel about Sasha advancing?" 
and Alexa got pissed at him. And he had actually apologized for asking her the question. Oh, speaking of Corey Gray, when she came on commentary, he was like, "The goddess is here. How's my collar cold?" Yeah, Graves is awesome as always. Um, tag team division. He's calling out Booker a couple times. Yeah, uh, he does that a lot. <laughs> like I, I don't even know what you just said. Like that always cracks me up too. Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. Really leading up towards this Rollins and Ambrose thing. We have Sheamus beat Seth. They both beat up Seth. Dean is nowhere to be found. Leads to a confrontation between Seth and Dean backstage. Where Dean is like, you made me look like a jerk. Um, Dean says basically it's your own fault. Now you know what it's like to be alone. Dean beats uh, Cesaro. Sheamus and Cesaro beat down Dean, and then Seth comes out and saves Dean. Dean ready for the fist bump, and Seth turns him away and kind of angrily stomps off. Um, do they kind of get on the same page before SummerSlam, or is the SummerSlam match what's going to put them on the same page? Or are they never going to be on the same page and they may be tag team champs who don't like each other? Well, that that story always works. Mm-hmm. But that match hasn't even been made, made officially yet. But I thought both matches were good, and I like the fact that Ambrose didn't come help yeah. Rollins, and he gave an explanation on why. Because he said he wasn't. Yeah, and then Rollins comes out and helps Ambrose, and Ambrose tries to embrace him, and Rollins just leaves. Mm-hmm. I thought that was I thought that was a nice touch. He was like, okay, you don't believe me? Here's a reason to believe me now. But these two guys, they can't seem to get on the same page or whatever. But that story, as with tag teams wrestling, usually works. Recently, it worked with last year. It worked with Cesaro and Sheamus, mm-hmm. and I think it'll work better with better with Rollins and Ambrose because they do have that his, they do have that history, and they and that whole chair shot from three years ago is still lingering over their head. So, whenever they if they do win a tag team, which I do think they will, whenever they do end up splitting, Ambrose always said, "I'll remember." And I wish, I wish, it was, like I remember um, when we did throwback for the mm-hmm. Re- WrestleMania, mm-hmm. we did t- WrestleMania 23, and Shawn Michaels, it was about Shawn Michaels and John Cena, it's like, I'll deliver sweet shit music when I feel like yeah. it, <laughs> and you won't expect it. And he did, they were about to win a match, and he yep. did sweet shit music. So I went, I think it would be similar to that situation, but I do think Cesaro and Sheamus, um, Ambrose and Rollins would leave with the tag titles. Yeah, that, that was how I felt about, yeah, Dean with the chair, like, I'm not going to take the opportunity you gave me. I am going to get you. You're just not going to see it coming. Um, Prep, how do you feel about this whole thing? I haven't gotten a chance to discuss this with you yet. I want them to win the titles. That's just me. Mm -hmm. Um, So before, when they used to put, like, two big stars together because they weren't doing anything, like, it was people who didn't need the titles. Yeah. Like, Stone Cold and The Undertaker. Like, those guys don't need titles. But, like, (laughs) Dean and Seth, they're, like... I'm so tired of Dean just being Dean. Yep. And Seth's baby face character just sucks. The mm-hmm. best thing they can do is put them together. And they just have, like, killer matches against guys like Cesaro and Sheamus. Mm-hmm. Or the Hardys or whoever. Like, I think I think this is a good pairing. And, and the build-up to them finally doing that fist bump or whatever is good. Like, if you listen to the, the reaction without commentary... Like the crowd might actually make it up for you, like that yeah. segment. Alone. Yeah, the crowd went crazy for it, and that's why I enjoyed the segment. Like, oh yeah, that I did know. Yeah, go, going into this whole SummerSlam thing, so the build for SummerSlam has not been good, but this is the only thing I'm really excited about, honestly. And I really? do believe it'll be the best match of the night. Got all the the makings of a great match. I'm excited for the four four way too. Yeah, I'm excited for the main event. I'm excited for Joe to win, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what us shows do. <laughs> Just win. All you Just do win. is win. Like Tebow. All I did is win. Um, what do you think of this pairing? I think Joseph? it's good. I mean, I think they're doing it the right way. Um, to answer your question, I think if it does happen, you might see it at SummerSlam after they win the titles. But um, it's been enjoyable to watch. I mean... They, they've done it right, and you don't get to say that often when we're talking about WWE and how they pair out their stories. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that match. Hopefully it's announced sooner than later. Uh, Scott Dawson now injured, unfortunately. Forever the revival. Yeah. <laughs> no Hardys on the show this week, Did anybody, right? anybody see Adam Cole's video? 
I didn't. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> what he, was it? He was in Hot Topic. He picked up a Young Buck shirt. Uh-huh. Cause you know he had the Bullet Club yeah. thing with the revival. So the, he picked up the Young Buck shirt, just threw it down, and then he picked up a revival shirt. Like, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I think. Um, I think Dash posted something on Twitter today. They must have came across some place NXT Insurance. I don't know if it's yes, I did see that. He said, "Luckily, we got this before we left NXT <laughs> or whatever." I thought that was hysterical. Um, it's going to be a shame. How long do we know how long he's out? It's a bicep injury, right? No, uh, I didn't see anything. Sure. I mean, that could be about six months. If it's like a torn bicep, yeah, it's probably like close to half a year. How prep so sad? I'm so sad. I am too. Well, I'm hoping this doesn't get him in hot water with Vince because this is the second time one of them got injured on the main roster. Well, it's the other one now, so yeah. yeah. So at least they, it's like the opposite. It's not like the same guy getting mm-hmm. injured. Well, well, the Hardys can move on to a new young up-and-coming tag team <laughs> in the Heart Foundation. <laughs> I was going to say the headbanger. Heart Foundation, even younger. Yes. <laughs> even more up-and-coming. Um... Laugh will love it. He will. He would love it. Uh, this whole Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt thing. <laughs> any thoughts from anybody? I did like it was about... Well, remember I said a few weeks ago when this happened, like this has to be kind of like about the supernatural elements. Now, Finn Balor talking, we talked about scripts earlier. That just sounded like him reading off a script. I was... I cringed the whole time. like, Finn, no. No. Like, one, Bray Wyatt... Quoting Omar from The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> like, Bray Wyatt, like, can he talk... Come on, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase it. Can he deliver a promo? Yes. Can he talk? No, because he says the same thing <laughs> over and over. But Finn, like Bray, has to had to carry has to carry the whole mic work. Finn could Finn so theatrical, so he could just do all the element all the elements of it. And I said this: if this is about supernatural, Bray, Bray quote, quote unquote calls himself a god. Bray, um, Finn's supposedly a, a demon. So the supernatural elements have to come into play, and on this segment, it did to an to an extent with mm-hmm. Bray coming out, Finn's yeah, he, in the he, corner, he appeared and then disappeared. Yeah, but how cool is Finn take just destroying Bray in a jacket? Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of over the leather jacket. <laughs> really? Is it because you want to see the paint again, or no? It's like no, yeah. you know what it is. He does too much with it. Oh, like collar. he's always popping the collar, and it's yeah. like that's not like that to me. That looks like somebody who's like trying too hard to look cool. Like if he's just wearing the jacket, fine. But it's like he's making it too much about the jacket. Yeah, because he was he was even popped his collar when he was being a brand. Which yeah, like yeah, he goes like that. Is that just me? Like I see, and I'm like, stop messing with the jacket. It's not making you look cool. If you saw somebody walking on the street in a leather jacket and they walk by you and they're like popping the collars, you're like, oh, that's a cool guy right there. You're probably like, what is this idiot doing? I would probably say that guy probably has bed bones. <laughs> well, well, Finn Balor, that's Mr. Armani Exchange. <laughs> but like, even even when Finn's about to deliver um, the shot in the corner and, and Bray disappeared, I thought that was a mm-hmm. nice because the, the, the supernatural element has to be a part of this match. Because that's and the, the spin Bray did when the lights came back on, like yeah. looking for him, I yeah. thought it was a, a good Yeah, like, like that has to be the selling point of this feud. And so we can actually get to the Demon King. Yeah, so Omar on the Wire. I don't know how many of you have watched it. But he has a famous line where he says, if you come at the king, you best not miss. So Finn obviously stole that, lifted that line on Monday, saying, if you come at Finn Balor, you best not miss. It was a perfect opportunity for it, and it's a one-time owner for giving it. (laughs) If he said, if you come at the Demon King, you best not miss. And I don't know if he said a Sumer Slam, which I always enjoy <laughs> from Finn. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this is going. I'm not particularly enjoying it. They're giving something for Finn to do and again get that Demon King element back in. Yeah, the they haven't it. called him that yet, which is good. Um, we had another good Titus selfie with <laughs> Tazawa. Uh, I'll always enjoy that. Um, I don't have anything else from Raw. Anything else from Raw? Does anybody else have anything? Did anybody see the the press conference with Titus yes. Worldwide? <laughs> no. Oh my That's god! That. So good. Yeah. So yeah. they held the press conference, <laughs> and it was one person there. It yeah. was Mike Rome. <laughs> Wait, when they told Mike Rome, "Yo, you can't do that." <laughs> 
You relax. <laughs> you mean generic 2017 white guy? So good. Tom Phillips. Oh, God. So good. So good. And then Dana Brooke comes in and says, I, I think I'm going to join Titus Worldwide. <laughs> and he says, Titus is like, you gotta find yourself, then. You gotta find yourself. <laughs> you gotta, and then she said, "She said worldwide, it was so bad." <laughs> <laughs> worldwide, bad or just bad? Huh? Good, bad, or just bad? Just bad. It was just so bad. bad. <laughs> they had to correct that. It's not that. It's worldwide. It was so good. Because Russ put it on Facebook. I was like, "Why wasn't this all wrong?" It was so good. Anything really good? <laughs> so they, dot com. They try to leave dot off wrong. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts from Raw? None. Oh god! So I hope good. Joe wins the title. Me too. Thank you. And I'm gonna say it next week again. So just be ready. Well, Heyman reportedly has been lobbying. Yeah, him. I saw that. Good for him. He's he's not just Brock's advocate anymore. <laughs> um, SmackDown. Uh, we had another gender Randy Orton match. Um, I'm gonna be totally honest. I fast forwarded it. Don't blame me. Just to see if there was anything else on after that. There wasn't, so SmackDown ended for me. Well, Rusev attacked Randy Orton. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) I don't care about that either. Uh, Any thoughts from anybody on this? Why? First of all, I mean, they're trying to sell the fact that he's Indian, but he's Canadian. Yes. Yes. Oh, like hell. Why did... Both team, both like all the Canadians lost in their hometown. <laughs> Why is this? I don't know. They do it at, in everybody's hometown. Jesus. If you listen to Throwback in a couple days, <laughs> even the Hardys back in 2000 lost in their hometown in the first TLC match. Um, we had a Nakamura interview. Best line of the thing to me was after SummerSlam, the Nakamura dynasty begins. Who came up, I wonder who came up with that. I don't, who, whoever came up with that is not the person that came up with Rockstar and the artist. <laughs> no. But that I've seen I the liked. Nakamura Dynasty. It's off the uh, the highway. <laughs> <laughs> you like that line? Is it a buffet? Are you kidding me? It's better than Rockstar and Artist. Jesus. You don't think it's better than those two? It sounds like a restaurant. <laughs> it does, but it's like I at least like it meant something. Okay. It's like, been, it's been, I agree, it's better than Rockstar and The Artist. <laughs> the Artist had me, like, <laughs> it, like infuriated that the second they said it. Like, why the hell do you need to give them The Artist? And then they changed it to Rockstar. It's like, that might be even worse. And they're not going to call him the Nakamura Dynasty. It's like, I could at least, him saying it, it's like a play on words. I get that it sounds like a restaurant. I could have hit up a Nakamura Dynasty buffet. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's better than the rock star and the artist. Um, yeah, Orton and Jinder, what is this? That's my one <laughs> of for the week. That's pretty bad. It was really bad. What I'd expect. I did like the uh, the finish, though, like the transition into the RKO. But there's no reason for this guy to lose. Yeah, because like, you knew Randy Orton was going to win. Because like, this, is, this is a grudge match about revenge for his family and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm like are you, this is over. It's supposed to be yeah, over. It's been over. Exactly. And not over in a good way in wrestling terms. Like, <laughs> and then, it's done. And then Jinder Mahal never wrestles. I think it's only the second time he's been in the main event since he's been WWE champion. Really? I, I'm almost positive because he, he's never there. And he hardly wrestles, and you have him lose to <laughs> Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah, weird decision, but non-title match, so that's what they do. Um, we get a John Cena promo to open the show where he really put over Nakamura. I appreciated that aspect of it. How'd you feel about the... So I went back to watch mm-hmm. the gif of, like, Nakamura saying, like, I'm so sorry, and John Cena saying, like, no, don't be sorry. Like, How do I feel about that? Is yeah. saying not to be sorry? I, mean, I respect it. No, yeah, like, I thought that was pretty cool, and then Nakamura being, like... like Especially you could being tell John he was, like, Cena, terrified. like, you're a guy that can, like, say, like, yo, dude, what are you doing? I think he respects that guy enough... I think he respected that moment enough and that that match happened enough that he was like, whatever. And I, I think he probably also knew, like, partially my fault, too. Yeah, because yeah. like, like we said, we don't, I don't think these two even face each other on house shows. I know they mm-hmm. team up. But like we said last week, he didn't know the flip, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's exactly what it looked like. It looked like he thought it was just like a backdrop or something. He just didn't turn yeah. himself over enough. So I like that. And I also mm-hmm. love that he mentioned, like, I lost. Like, no foul play, nothing happened to the referee, 
no Montreal screw job. I just lost. We'll get to that. And I like that he <laughs> actually said, like said that because I didn't even really think about that. Like I know I mentioned it on the show, like a clean win, but the fact that he mentioned it, like I this guy just beat me. I like that he went out there and said that. Um, Corbin comes out. It's a new theme music. Yeah, I have that written down. I said, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> Second, what is this in the SmackDown portion of the show? Yeah, I did not like it. No, I liked the beginning, and then when the music started, I was like, okay, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> it, not good. Um, I liked that Corbin said, like, I'm the future, and I'm going to make you the past. I enjoyed that. I do hate that they have to call it a contract, and they can't say Like, it is a briefcase. Like, <laughs> worry about things that matter. <laughs> Instead of, like, what you're calling something that... Oh, yeah, don't say briefcase. Well, guess what? Everybody knows it's a briefcase. <laughs> but John Cena buried him. There, yeah. there he goes again, the shovel. <laughs> burying all the young talent. Yeah. Called yeah. him skinny fat. Skinny fat skinny dumpster fat. fire. Dumpster fire. Is that dumpster fire chant going to be a thing now? Well, that was a sign. That was a sign, that was a sign yeah. But they chanted it a couple different times. Like, is this going to be the new... Um, what was the AJ chant they were doing for a while? Oh, soccer mom. Soccer, soccer mom. mom. Is that is that going to be the new soccer mom? Or sparkle crotch. Sparkle crotch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a dumpster fire is. It's just a term for something that's horrible. <laughs> like somebody could have said uh, the year the Sixers went ten and seventy two. Like, oh, the Sixers are a dumpster fire. Uh, some something that's an ab- the Knicks are a dumpster. Oh, fire. We, oh, oh, that's a now you know what a dumpster okay. fire is. <laughs> the epitome of a dumpster fire. <laughs> um, yeah, skinny fat. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was... I think I tweeted, I was like, damn, Selena's shooting. <laughs> Daniel Bryan coming out, gets a great reaction. The look he gave to Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> he got the dumpster fire thing going again. He makes the Corbin Cena match for SummerSlam. Prep, what do you... What do, you like that they made this match? You anti this match? What do you think? No, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. There's... Two two major players on SmackDown, you know, Baron Corbin, having the briefcase makes him that. So, and they don't have anything else to do. So just put them together, let them have a match. Cena probably win because if Corbin's gonna cash in that night, he's definitely losing. Yeah. So, whatever. It's literally <laughs> I Kanye shrugged to it. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, Alo. I want to see this. <laughs> I I I, re- I really don't. I don't know. Six minute John delivers. I, I just want, I don't want this match to be over six minutes. I really don't. I just want this to be done. Like Prep said, keep an eye out. If Corbin does lose, he's going to cash. It's, it's a high chance he may cash in because he still had a thing with Nakamura. Remember, he didn't attack Nakamura last week too. So you got so you got to keep an eye out on that. But I don't want to see this. I really don't. Yeah, I'm just like okay, it's going to happen. Could be a good match. Because I, I think Cena may good. attempt to kill himself to get a good match out of Corbin. And, on yeah. top, and he may actually win because they haven't mentioned Cena's SummerSlam record. But even though this match was actually just made official this week, they didn't make any mention of Cena's SummerSlam record. Right. Uh, I guess we can move on to the most prestigious title in WWE, the United States Championship. And oh my God. <laughs> <a great> <laughs> I mean, awesome. <laughs> Kevin Owens at his absolute best. So, so much here. One, him apologizing to Shane, saying that was heat of the moment. <laughs> like, but then ultimately saying, like, oh yeah, I realized a McMahon already screwed over a Canadian, um, and he wouldn't do it again. But that guy deserved it. Oh, that was awesome. Um. I love that he threw in there, like, Shane, you can't be unbiased after AJ did this, and they put up the footage. I'm glad they, I'm glad he went back to that, because you know, they, they forget stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, AJ throws out there, you know, if Shane screws me, he'll suffer the consequences again. Um, he says, nothing personal, I don't trust anyone, especially not a McMahon. Another highlight for me when Shane is like, oh, you may be thinking of the wrong man. I don't operate that way. And then you just hear KO off screen. Be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes back and shows the footage of him screwing Austin as the, as the referee. From 1998. I yeah, thought that was like, so great. 
And he says you could do basically like, oh yeah, you can find all kinds of footage of him screwing people over as a guest referee. <laughs> just go on the net, do a network search. Then you can make a whole WWE. <laughs> I was like, this is unbelievable. Best plug for the network since it came out. Yeah, that it was all, this whole segment was awesome. Um, AJ challenges him tonight, like, how about we just get rid of Shane? I, I start thinking, like, they may do this because I remember thinking two or three weeks ago and reading rumors that Shane was going to have a match at SummerSlam. So I was like, all right, maybe the whole guest referee thing was just a temporary thing. They'll get this match out of the way tonight. And then Shane will have a match with Owens at SummerSlam. But then Owens tops himself yet again and says, Ah, no, I'd rather do it in the United States in a city that matters. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Yeah, the Canadians, awesome. Everything about that was so good. Owens was shining. (laughs) Like, it, it was great. He, I mean, he outshined... AJ, unfortunately for AJ, but this was awesome. Anything either one of you guys want to add? The SmackDown crowd was way better than the Raw crowd. Yeah. They were in the same place for the second night in a row. And, like, Shane screwed Brett. Like, yeah. <laughs> all the chants. It was that this segment was perfect. I loved it. Yeah. Kevin Owens. Perfect. He, he is so good. But mm-hmm. I, I like that they integrated. The whole AJ and Shane thing. Because I said last week that, okay, Owens has a problem with Shane. So it's kind of like Shane has to keep an eye on Owens. Owens has to keep an eye on Shane. But now they went back back to the WrestleMania stuff with um, him smashing Shane's head in the car. And AJ even saying, if you screw me, it's going to be the same thing like happened at WrestleMania, too. So And then with the whole payload kick to Shane, too, even though Shane was like, I, I know, I know. Yeah. It was, it was accidental because Owens, mm-hmm. Owens moved out the way. But I do like the fact that they're actually planting seeds that, okay, AJ and Shane, they're not quite on the same page either. Yeah. And that's what, that's, that's what they needed because it couldn't just be so one-sided. Yeah, so Ronnie versus the world. <laughs> I went pretty hard last week. And I even threw a pretty pretty rough one in on the perfect edge. I believe on was it on Dana White? I don't even remember. It was on Dana White. It was on White, Dana yeah. White and it was on people making fun of Daniel Cormier after the fight. Yep. Um He's not the Michael Jordan crime face. No. So I figured I'd go a little lighter this week and go a little positive. Ronnie versus the world. Probably haven't had enough appreciation for it. I'm so happy that Shane McMahon is back. Like it's been a while that he's been back. I'm happy that he's still around. I'm happy that he's still involved. This is a guy that was like, loved him back in the day. He's kind of like revered by people. It's nice that the authority has been off TV for this long and Shane is still around. So it's cool to see Shane involved in WWE again. Had a great match at WrestleMania with AJ. I didn't give that the credit it deserved leading up to it. Um... So I'm just happy that Shane McMahon is part of my WWE viewing experience. I'm happy that the authority is not. Um, and then it's also cool that Daniel Bryan is still involved. Like, we still get to see him. He doesn't get to wrestle anymore, but he's still involved in it. So I figure I go with a little more of a feel-good Ronnie versus the world this week <laughs> than previous weeks. Yes, Ayla. One more thing. My, my best friend would appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Shane McMahon wearing Jordan 1 KOs with KO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not one that I would have picked okay, up on. Yeah. Uh, women's Championship, we have Naomi and Natty at SummerSlam. Naomi has a match with Carmella. This match I thought was fun. I always think Naomi's fun to watch. I think her offense is fun. She does a lot of cool stuff. Love the entrance. I still enjoy it, even after all these months that she's been doing it. And my God, Ellsworth is back. Yes! (laughs) Popped up out of nowhere. I loved it. I was so happy to see him. Um, And I feel vindicated because I feel like everybody kind of was, didn't laugh at me, but was like, why did you buy the James Ellsworth t-shirt? I feel like Ellsworth was kind of like, it was, people thought he was funny for a couple weeks. Then it was like, all right, enough Ellsworth. I loved him the whole time. Uh, I feel vindicated now because he really has been a fun part of SmackDown. I missed him. For all this time. Um, Not all this time, since he's been with Carmella. <laughs> I, see, I enjoyed him the whole time. Um, his look, like, he's not really that good at talking, but, like, this, like the stuff he says is so funny to me. <laughs> um, 
the stuff the stuff they had him do with Braun at Survivor Series <laughs> I thought was awesome. Um, not afraid to make a fool out of himself, and you know that guy is so happy to be there. So I thought it was great that he came back the little segment backstage with her saying how much she missed him, and he's like, "Oh, I missed you too." And then they trolled Natty afterwards. Did you see the picture? With Natty merging an Ellsworth chin on the Carmella's face. No, I I'll didn't. pull it up for you. <laughs> God. What was, a sell. It was so good. Like, the way he sold him coming back was hilarious. Like, jumping in the ring, raising her arm, and like, just like. <laughs> oh, was, yeah. He was over the moon to be back in there and to help her. And There were Ellsworth chants throughout the match. Mm hmm. Oh my god, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, if anyone hasn't seen it, go to Instagram and, and find it because it is worth checking out. Yeah, him the way he came back was awesome. Crowd reacted great to him. Like I said, they were chanting for him. And it was like my first instinct was to be like a little bit annoyed because like, well, he's got nothing to do with this. But I was like, well, his suspension I think should be up by now. Yeah, it was up last week. And my guess is that people in the arena probably knew he was around. So that was probably the reason for it. And watching the reaction to the people who saw him first, mm-hmm. like I went back to watch it, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Like they got everybody jumped up like, "Oh, look." <laughs> yeah. What What do you guys think about Naomi? In general and as the women's champion. I mean, I've always liked her like as a performer cuz she does a lot of cool things mm-hmm. like and as a champion, you know, I know that she's really happy to be that. And, you know, she put her own twist on things. Like like they said last week about, like, John Cena and, like, the spinner belts. Like, she has her glowing mm-hmm. belt. And I like stuff like that. I mean, I would never wear it, but that's for her. And that's her own unique thing. And I like it. And they, and the whole entrance thing. Like, when they started that, you knew that they meant business with her. So, and they continue to, you know make her something. So. She had a hell of a slide down the ramp this week. I feel like she went like 25 feet. Yeah, and then when she gets in the ring and like she slides mm-hmm. into the ropes, like that looks like it hurts. Yeah, <laughs> like, it does. <laughs> Alo, any thoughts on Naomi as a performer and as the women's champion? She still doesn't feel like the women's champion. <laughs> like, it's kind of hard because for the past few months they've been putting all the women on television in these five, six women segments and it's like Naomi's just like kind of been there. Remember, she didn't defend the title um, at Battleground. Battleground. She didn't defend. She didn't defend the title. And then she was mess- she was with Lana, and then we have no reason to f- find Lana relevant. So it was just like she's just there. She's just coasting to SummerSlam. Ba- SummerSlam basically. She's she's a phenomenal athlete. Athlete like we always say. I, her, her on a mic. I know Donovan said this one time that she she, she sounds like somebody's old grandma, <laughs> which I do wholeheartedly agree with. By the way, but. I remember, I remember. I remember when we first started. When we first started the show, you said we should turn heel on Paige. She she had a great promo. Mm-hmm. I agree because it was natural, and she she had a reason. When you have a when you have a point, it's easy to just talk of talk and not sit there and have to remember remember lines all the time. So that's my that's my take on take on Naomi. I am a fan though. So, um, Charlotte had a match with Lana this week. Oh, I loved it. Charlotte just laughing at her. I thought it was great. Uh, we got a quick figure eight finish. What is this? <laughs> what is this? This uh, Tamina Lana thing. Where is it going? Is there anywhere for it to go? The savvy, the new savvy vet, <laughs> <laughs> Tamina Snuka. Savvy vet of SmackDown. Yeah, it's bad. Like, and then I wish when they repackaged her, they would have got rid of her accent because now it just comes off as a joke. When she's like trying to be sincere, like, look, I really look up to you. Like, and, and she's yeah. on Total Divas with no accent. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So, my younger sister watches Total Divas. Um, Great writing. <laughs> and I will always say to her, um, that's so weird that she's speaking with an American accent on this show, as if she's really Russian. <laughs> it's on her nerves. Like, dude, it's so weird. Why does she speak with an American accent on Total Divas? It's so odd. And it gets on her nerves. But, yeah, the, the Russian accent should have been phased out. Yeah. I think. No real reason for it at this point. I like the theme music. That is good. Yeah. yeah. I will give it that. The I hum it. That worked on the top. 
Uh, weird that Charlotte doesn't have a match on SummerSlam. Well, it's a two-hour pre-show. Still time. So she'll probably get You'll a tag get her match and Becky versus Lana and her mentor. Yep. <laughs> um, did anyone see that Ronda Rousey is rumors that she's mm-hmm. gonna train with the Brian Kendrick? Yep. Yep. What do you think of that? I don't think it's a rumor. I think it's real. Is it really? I, I think, think it's so. real too. Yeah. Isn't Anything she based I out of California? Is she? Yeah, she's from California. Yeah. So, and then that's where his school is, right? Yeah. Okay. So, what do you think? She'll be better than Eva Marie. Because <laughs> she actually has a background. Yeah. So that's three now, right? Shayna, Baszler, Jessamyn Duke just started, mm-hmm. and then her. So the other girl still left, but she's. Had, she just had a baby, so. Be a little bit. Yeah. I'm but excited. I could, for I could it. see WWE signing her into, like, the Performance Center, though, because, like, Roddy's already there. Yeah. So. Now, what do you think of the rumors that Cyborg is going to have a match with Becky? Is That's that really going to happen? Summerslam's a week from now. That's so I thought. Here was my thought process. Either WWE is going to send Cyborg, or UFC is going to send Cyborg to WWE in exchange for Brock, or they're going to have Connor come like and do something in exchange for Brock. But either way, UFC is doing something to get Brock to fight because they need him. Yeah. And WWE would take any publicity they can get. We're talking about the biggest fight in a long time happening with Floyd and Connor. And you can listen to the perfect edge about that. <laughs> but um <laughs> But yeah, that's that's my thought process. Somebody's coming to the WWE from UFC. Who it is, not sure. So I was pretty convinced we weren't gonna get anything with Connor or Floyd. I feel like in the last couple weeks, not that the hype has died down, but I feel like it's been like pretty quiet about it. Like, I go on ESPN.com, and it's, like, the same articles have been there for, like, two weeks. There was a couple new ones today. I feel like the only real news that's happening with it has been the uh, Pauly stuff. Yeah, the, the interview that he did. Like, that's been it. So I could maybe see them doing it to generate a little bit. Not that they need WWE for it, but it's something to get people to talk about. It's something that will be on Sports Center. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's always going to be, what have you done for me lately, so... If the UFC, you know, takes care of them with giving them some type of star. I mean, and I don't think Cyborg is... She's not a star. She's not a star. She's awesome. She's a name, yeah, and she's she's one of the greatest women mm-hmm. to do it, if not the greatest. I think the greatest. Um, But who really knows her? And then, like, you're not going to give her a mic because her voice, like, she sounds like Anderson Silva. Like, nobody <laughs> wants to hear her talk. So, but yeah, something's going to happen. I don't know what, but... Brock isn't going to be here in the fall. He's going to fight John Jones. Because he's, he's booked for No Mercy, so that might be the last time you see him. Hmm. What do you think? Joey Laugh brought up on the podcast last week the idea of John Jones sitting front row. SummerSlam, any chance you think he's there? Probably not. I don't think he cares that much. He's. I need to see... Not This isn't... A MMA show, but I need to see John Jones versus Stipe Miocic. I don't care about Brock Lesnar fighting MMA again. Like, it wasn't cool at UFC 200. It's not going to be cool next time. Like, John Jones needs real competition, not this. Well, before when I was headed here, I got a, an alert from Bleach Report saying John Jones wouldn't rule out being ringside at SummerSlam. Really? So that it's actually being discussed. Interesting. I did not see that or know that that was even in the cards. Well, that could be the exchange, too, because... Yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. Just had a huge fight. I think he's he either was just on or is going to be on Good Morning America. I think he was on maybe on Monday. Um, yeah, I'd love it if he showed up there. Uh, tag team division, we have the New Day against the Usos at SummerSlam. The Usos beat Dillinger and Sammy. I would not mind seeing that become a thing. That's an interesting combination. It is. I need like, Sammy in a tag team. Like, Would you be cool with this tag team? Yeah, I don't care who it is. <laughs> <laughs> we we were hoping for Sammy and Neville, I think, last year. Yeah. yeah. That didn't happen. I mean, it happened on the SummerSlam pre-show, I think. Yep. Is that mm-hmm. what it was? Mm-hmm. Um, pretty easy win for the Usos. They mocked the New Day, Big E... Shows up to interrupt, and Woods and Kofi attack them from behind. They escape. Pretty quick segment. 
Yeah. This match is obviously going to be awesome at SummerSlam. I'm looking forward to it. Do they even really need to build this up? With tag match? Yeah. No. Not after the like, match they had nothing. before. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like their new music either. I don't know. Why are they playing like... Day one-ish. Yeah, <laughs> that is corny. It sounds like... It sounds like one of the bad like rappers from like the late 2000s. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Uh, but because that that was one of my thoughts, I was like, well, this seemed like pretty quick. And I was like, you know what? I don't think they really need to do much for this. This kind of has sold itself already. Fashion Police. <laughs> we get another edition of Fashion Peaks. Which is weird that they're sticking with that, because like I said, not that many people really know anything about Twin Peaks. But it got a lot of buzz. That's why they did it yeah. again. I guess, I mean, the lead actor, Kyle MacLachlan, <laughs> tweeted something about it, so it did get attention on social media. I This week's was not as good as last week's, I no. didn't think. But I, I'm coming at it from someone who watches Twin Peaks that got all the references wasn't a lot of that this week, but Arn obviously stole the show. Yeah, I thought that's what I was gonna say. I was like, look, last week was funny, but Arn, I like had one of those belly laughs. Like yeah. when he came in, he's like, "You're damn right, I did." I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like I thought, they did, what are you talking about? But the fact that he was like so adamant, he's like, "Yeah, you're right, I did." Should have named it Tully. I'm the enforcer. <laughs> so I'm the hoss of the tag team. <laughs> Kidding me? Yeah, that was great. Highlight of Fashion Peaks. I don't know if we'll get another Fashion Peaks or if they'll move on to another Buddy Cop parody. I'm not sure. As long as they keep them coming, I'm happy with it. Oh, uh, yeah, Rusev and Orton, I just wrote that down. I have nothing to say about that. Does anybody else have anything wrestling related to discuss? Nope. Halo? Nope. We do have some questions. Okay, what do we got? We have a couple of questions from the the most hated man at the moment, <laughs> Donovan the Lord and Lloyd. Very hated at this point. <laughs> I'm, so I'm so upset. I'm so upset. I, I I may not even show up for my own thing. <laughs> All right, this is ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> Do you guys think that Bailey was going to win the title at SummerSlam and her and her and Sasha's feud will begin afterwards? You know what I said during the segment about 25 minutes ago that I didn't think she was going to win the title, but that was wrong. I did actually think she was going to win the title. So yes, I felt like she was going to win the title. I was not ready to to call for the Sasha heel turn again. I told you I'm done calling for it, expecting it. Waiting for it. When it happens, it happens. Uh, but I feel like they have certain characters that they know people like. And they're like, these people will like this person no matter what. So we don't have to do anything with them. As long as we send that person out there, they'll get cheered. And people will watch that person. I think Sasha's gotten to that point where they know she's got fans. We're going to like her no matter what. So they're like, oh, we don't have to do anything with her anymore. As you saw with Bailey, though, sometimes the crowd turns on it when it's not good. And that could happen to Sasha at some point. So, yeah, I'm not holding my breath for the heel turn. I wasn't, and I'm still not. Well, I was adamant of, because I said Bailey's going to win the title, because you could tell um, a couple weeks ago, Alexa cut that promo backstage that she was underestimating Bailey. She's like, it's just Bailey. Mm-hmm. What am I fearing Bailey for? So, like, that was my thing. I was like, Bailey's going to win the title. And I was adamant the reason they had Bailey face Alexa so Sasha could turn heel on her. Because you're not going to keep Sasha off of SummerSlam. And that's what everybody wants. And it's in Brooklyn, you know. Yeah. They, like to, they like to say, oh, this happened in Brooklyn. You know, you know how Michael <laughs> Cole is. He's so bad. But I do think Bailey was going to win the title. And the feud would have happened between Bailey and Sasha. I still think it's going to happen because I do think Sasha's going to win the title. And when Bailey does return, you'll get that, feud, that, that program. So you got Sasha as the first four-time Raw Women's Champion? Yeah, and she'll hold it for, for more than her combined Or did reign. Charlotte have it for four? Charlotte had it for four. Okay. She'll be the second. But she'll hold it for more, for a longer time than she did all Hall of the Rings combined. We'll see. I'm not holding my breath for that either. Prep, your thoughts? <clears throat> so I always felt like whatever it was, it's all building up to Nia winning the title right now. And I, I feel like 
Bailey and Sasha's feud didn't need the title. It was just be like an accessory in there. Mm-hmm. But um, but I, I guess when you think about it, when you go, it's Brooklyn. Yeah, that could have been setting up the Sasha turn with a Bailey win, but it doesn't. It's like you say, I don't hold my breath for the Sasha turn. But it it might be one of those things like now that Bailey's hurt, we'll forget about it. Yeah. And then when it happens, it'll be so much more impactful. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else you got? How well does Big Cat sell Big Show's punch? Honestly, when it comes on, I turn the channel. Uh, so I've been noted for saying for months that I, I watch from at least 45 minutes behind on DVR so I can fast-forward all the commercials. And I'll be honest, I fa- I've been, the last two weeks, I've fast-forwarded every segment with Enzo and Cass in it. Well, Enzo's in a shark cage at SummerSlam. I saw that. <laughs> I thought that was a joke. No, it's true. Yeah, uh, so stupid. <laughs> so I don't know. Does it, Does he sell it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. I go wash dishes. <laughs> Anything else? Yes, and who are you looking forward to seeing at Icons of Wrestling this weekend? The Blue Meanie. Who still hasn't re- returned some phone calls and emails? <laughs> That's the why. Other, the and, other Guerrero? And the other Guerrero. <laughs> uh, is there anyone I'm really looking forward to seeing? Well, Prep's looking to see Laurel Van Ness. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I tell her about her crappy boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> is there anyone? I'm, I mean, I don't foresee me spending any money yeah. on anybody. Me neither. But. I guess I'll just say Jr. You gonna see Jr. I don't from know. afar. I mean, yeah. I'll be like, <laughs> oh, cool. There's Jr. That'll be the extent of it. Yeah. Well, I won't be there because I'll, I'll be at, I'll be at work. But mm-hmm. even um, because they still, they still have autograph signings after before the hardcore show. I don't. Nobody was like really jumped out at me that I wouldn't like spend money on. Yeah. And, so, and like I said, you could actually like see these guys. You could say hey to them or whatever. But there's no nobody I actually want like autographs for. From or anything. Mm-hmm. If the American Nightmare is there, I would like to meet him. Yes, because I'll have my inter- I have my icy belt in the trunk. Yeah, and I'll have my Ring of Honor title that Eddie Kingston loved so much <laughs> to get signed by Cody. Uh, any more questions? Yes, we got one from the Godfather of the podcast, Joe Lafferty. I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy my Heart Foundation reference. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking of him. Alright, at this point, what is missing from SummerSlam, in your opinion? What, how would you make it better? Well, one thing I said earlier, Charlotte is missing from SummerSlam. And as of this moment, an Intercontinental Championship match is missing from SummerSlam. So those are two things right off the top of my head that are missing. Prep? Uh, well... If I go back to SmackDown, I didn't get to see Aiden English, who I love. I didn't get to see Mike Kanellis, who I love. Well, like, well the, the song's on Apple Music. <laughs> so you don't need to see them. I listen to it whenever I want now. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, great gym music, by the way. Great, great lifting. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean, Sammy having something that's relevant, maybe. I mean, there's not an... You can't have everybody on all these cards, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even with the two-hour pre-show... You know, what are they going to... That stuff's going to be non... It's not even going to matter, so... Right. SummerSlam is what it is. Mm-hmm. Halo? Intrigue? That, that, <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what's missing. Like, I was excited for the whole Alexa... Bailey thinks I was thinking, we're going to get this heel turn. The tag tile match, um, well, we're, we're assuming that's going to happen with Rollins and Ambrose against Cesaro and Sheamus. That's when the best story they've actually told in the one that I think most people actually care about. The fatal throw, that's going to be a physical fight. But it's still, other than that, it's like, there's no intrigue in it. Like the whole SmackDown Women's title thing, we know Natty isn't the best talker. We know Naomi isn't the best talker. So they're dependent on other things to get them through to that. Yeah. And they only have a week left, so they did. A, I guess they could say they did a good job with that. But it's like there's not much intrigue for us th- this year when it comes to SummerSlam. Like last year, we were looking forward to Sasha Charlotte, the, the, their rematch for the women's title. We we're looking forward to the first the universal title to see what the belt the belt looks like. Brock Randy Orton because we thought because Randy Orton came back, he was great. It looked like he actually wanted to be there. And um, Dolph Ziggler was rejuvenated, and who knows what the hell he is. He's, he's grown a whole beard. 
I, I, I saw him a few weeks ago. Grew a whole beard. Like, dude, dude, where were you? Like, I miss you. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I know, man. But it's like there's, there's like there's not a lot of intrigue on the SummerSlam card than it has been the years past, including last year's. I could agree with that. Was that everything for questions? Yes. All right. So before we close it out, um, everything has been pretty rainy in Cleveland this summer. <laughs> Uh, Kyrie Irving trying to leave. Golden State Warriors bringing back all the troops. Boston getting uh, they Boston wants to act like he's a superstar, but Gordon Hayward's pretty good. Um, they shouldn't have traded Avery Bradley. No. Um, Steph Curry is making fun of him at a wedding reception. <laughs> and today LeBron tweeted that he's having the basketball Jones. He's ready for the season to start up again. He's going crazy this summer. So... It's always rainy in Cleveland, but it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> so that's one plus. If you want to fill up a little little bit of your time, there's a chair always open on unsanctioned for you, LeBron James. So if you get around to it, we can Skype. You can fly into Philadelphia if you'd like to get away from Cleveland. Uh, there are some rumors out there that you may join the process at some point. If you want to come in and check it out. We'll be here for you. So, LeBron James, the seat is open. Uh, listen, oh, Alo. I want to apologize b- beforehand again. Don't. September through, it's going to be so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Is there a chance it could be so bad it's good? That, I don't know. <laughs> who knows what? Who knows when it comes to that company? Yeah. But it's going to be so bad. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, so, listen to Falls Count Anywhere. Listen to The Perfect Edge, Episode 10. Listen to The Hot Tag with ACH. Uh, listen to Unsanctioned, Prep Interviewed Elite Collector Jay Vargas. Um, and Throwback Madness, SummerSlam 2000 will be available on Monday. Uh, if you listen to the show, please subscribe. Five-star ratings, reviews, we appreciate them. You know, keep them coming if you have the opportunity. For Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever CK Joe Rodermill. For Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.